We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And don't forget, Friday, touchdown at 10. The rest of the show is going to originate from the Philadelphia Convention Center. Radio Row, Russell and I will be in Philadelphia corrupting the city of brotherly love. So make sure you make your plans to join us coming up on Friday from Philadelphia as we're there for Radio Row for the Army-Navy contest coming up on Saturday. You can hang out with Matt Valdez in the parking lots. Valdez can be out there. Uh, game day, of course, is there. I've been over to that. Yeah. I've actually gone on the bus and talked with Lee Corso nice. uh, a couple years ago. It was so cold. It was snowing. It was insane. So Lee had retreated to the bus to stay warm Mm -hmm. and um, just an amazing person. Uh, In addition to the great personality you see uh, and have seen for years on game day, Lee Corso is a good individual as you'll find uh, on planet Earth. And just to be able to spend a lot of time with him in that kind of environment, just one-on-one was really uh, a great joy uh, for somebody like me uh, who is a broadcasting, you know, I mean, broadcasting means everything. It was my whole life. I'm a student of it, and just to be able to sit there and, and talk with him and uh, what he's meant to game day. It's a guy that, of course, coached um, – was an assistant at Maryland at one point, was also an assistant at Navy uh, at one point. So um, they'll be there on uh, Saturday at the Looking game. very much forward to um, heading so, to Philly um, on so, uh, Thursday. At, well, you, you won't be here for the Thursday show, but correct. you will join us from Philadelphia, from Radio Row. Friday. At- Yes. No, no, uh, at 11.25 on Thursday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's right? not Radio Row. Or not Radio Row. It's part of the USAA radio Activation, and TV right. uh, exactly. tour, right. and I made sure that we included my own show yeah. uh, in the rotation. Yeah. So uh, Rich, De- Rich DeMarco and I will join right. Chris at 11.25 on Thursday I'm just to talk gonna, about the Army-Navy I'm just going to introduce you guys and let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Well, that, that's okay. not how it works. Oh. Um, we have, I mean, that, that look, the, we believe me, we have some... TV people that ask some really strange questions Shocker. and clearly and clearly haven't looked at any of the preparatory information. Yeah. So Rich and I are always equipped to, you know, save TV people and people who don't pay attention to the game. But right. I, I'm assuming since you've been at the Army-Navy game, yeah. you might ask some poignant questions that have to do with the game, and it might be a really good interview segment for 15 minutes. I mean, I got not only to go to my first Army-Navy game last year at MetLife Stadium, where which is where I just was on Sunday, by the way, um, but I got to be down on the field in the end zone corner as Navy hung on for dear life and won a game that not many people gave them a crap. I know you did. Not many people gave them a chance to win at MetLife Stadium against Army last year. Last six, seven minutes of that game, in the corner of the end zone, on the field, 
All I'd just say is, man, you know, I, I mean, I've been blessed to be a part of some incredible experiences. I, I mean, getting to go to Vegas for the Stanley Cup and, 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 you know, getting on the ice 20 minutes after or 15 minutes after they won the Cup uh, while they were still all celebrating was unbelievable. Kickoff at Super Bowl 40 in Detroit was unbelievable. Uh, you know, it was my only Super Bowl. Army Navy was pretty damn cool. Well, I mean, that's the great uh, thing about it. It's an cool. event. I mean, how many events do they do Radio Row for? Yeah. The Super Bowl, yeah. Army Navy. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And, so. and USAA does a tremendous job. Yeah. So looking forward our to our coverage. Our boy Jimmy Shapiro takes care of us. Yes. So um, speaking of taking care of, it's clear in some capacity, no matter how we're getting there, that either – Chase Young is taking care of himself. Ron Rivera is taking care of Chase Young. One or the other, maybe even both at this point. And I I applaud Ron and the organization from this standpoint. If Chase is trying to protect himself, it's a great decision. Mm -hmm. If Ron is trying to protect Chase, that's also a great decision. And both can be true statements. Okay. But there are times and have been times in the National Football League where some organizations would put pressure on a player like Chase Young. Chase, not some seventh-round pick, not some street-free agent they signed. This is a number-two overall draft pick that people expect the world from. Mm -hmm. And at some, you're in the middle of a playoff chase, and you would love to have his services on the field. But if he's not right, if he's not quite 100%, it is a disservice to the player to put him out there. And if you're Chase, it's a disservice to yourself putting yourself out there. If even physically and or mentally you have any questions about your ability to play this game the right way right now, you have to stay off the field. Because the only thing you can usually do in that situation is hurt your team and more importantly, hurt yourself in a situation like that. And I think both the organization and the player are trying to avoid that at this point. So if there's any hesitation whatsoever on the player's part, when you look into his eyes, if you're Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, you know, I mean, even Ryan Kerrigan, who, you know, we, coaching him out there at the end, you look in his eyes, if it doesn't look right to you, the movements don't look right to you, you need to keep him in the, in the beanie on the sideline cheering on his teammates like he's been doing. And I will give him credit. Chase, very visible on the sideline, mm -hmm. very participative and helping his teammates out there on the sideline, even though he cannot be out there in a playing role right now. He has always been great about that. I'll never forget his rookie year, week three. He gets hurt groin week three against Cleveland in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, he's immediately declared out for the game. And we're all kind of wondering, like, what the hell is going on, right? How bad is this going to be? And he was not only really good on the sideline with his teammates, but he was after the officials in that mm -hmm. game. I mean, I'll never forget uh, how active he was. So you're absolutely right. Um, so here's the deal, right? I agree with, in general, everything you just said. Um, here's my only issue. And, 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 th and this is where I get stuck, okay? It seems like the message and the words, and I try not to be this guy because I know they say things just because they have to. 
and because they have to be made available and they have to talk mm-hmm. and they do not sit there and plan and orchestrate their words like we all think they should and the meaning of their words and the intent of their words and how it's going to be taken like okay I'll, I'll give you a for instance uh, we I, I've mentioned on this show a number of times you know it's kind of weird like like they keep you know oh no you know no setback oh he didn't work out with Von Miller this that I don't believe any of it okay I don't believe any of it uh, I believe he's had a setback uh, at some point I, I don't believe them I'm sorry I just don't Nothing that they tell me, I take at full value. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I have plenty of track record, plenty of proof, plenty of evidence. That being said, uh, and and you know, I mean, I I, I love Grant Paulson, okay? I, Grant is one of my best friends. GP. Right? He annoys me. He annoys the ever-loving daylights I'm out sure of me sometimes. I'm sure he would say the same about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But he gets so rich. So Rick about what junkies term. Yes. Rick, meaning uh, agitated. About what Ron Rivera says about a lot of things, but specifically when it comes to the whole Chase Young thing and whether Chase Young is going to ever play or not. Like, I'm agitated. I'm annoyed. I'm suspicious. Grant is furious at it. He just can't handle it. He can't take it. He gets really mad about it. I don't because I know that Ron Rivera has. It is like he's personally offended by it. But Ron Rivera, (laughs) Ron Rivera, quite honestly, and this is not Ron's fault, I don't think. Ron talks out of every orifice that he's got. Mm -hmm. Out of his, you know, nostrils, out of his ears, out of his mouth. uh, Every, I'm just... There's stuff coming from Ron Rivera in every which direction, and nobody knows what the truth is. Okay, that's there's a lot of coach speak. There's a lot of mixed messaging. There's a lot of just like I gotta say something. I'm Ron Rivera. Damn it, they'll believe me. I don't believe much of it. Okay, but I'm bitter, skeptical, jaded, whatever you want to call me. That being said, I don't get overly, you know, furious about. Uh, Linnell did this yeah, uh, last week too about the Dave Wanstead comments, w- which we'll get to uh, later on if we if we have time. Ron says stuff just to say stuff. Ron doesn't believe half the stuff that Ron says. But he's not the only coach that does that. I, by I, the I, way, fair, fair, absolutely. Right. I'm I'm not criticizing Ron. I'm just pointing out. So, but here's where I here's where he gets in a little bit of trouble. Let me bounce this off of you. Have you heard until yesterday Ron say, hey, you know what, guys? The way we're playing right now, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, F.A. Obata, Montez Sweat, John Allen, Deron Payne, John Ridgway, we don't really need Chase Young. Have you heard him say that in any way, shape, or form? Hey, there's no rush to bring Chase Young back. Because we're really good on the defensive line and we have enough bodies. He has not mentioned that at all. At all. Until yesterday, Pete. I think he started hearing the con. Well, I know. The constant questions. When is Chase Young coming back? Hey, when is Chase He's tired of getting all these in- Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter blowing yeah. him up on text. Hey, when's Chase 
it's too big of a story. And now he's saying, now, after all of these weeks, he's changing his tune, saying, hey, you know what, guys? It's not about the grass. It's not about the flu. It's not about the weather. It's not about the opponent. It's not about 100% sure. It's not about this. It's not about that. Today's narrative, yesterday's narrative, going into the bye, the last time he's got to speak for a week, the narrative that I'm going to leave you with is, you know what? The reason why Chase Young is playing is because, yes, A, he's not 100 100%. He's close, but no cigar yet. But also because we don't need him. Because we're so damn good that we don't need him. Well, and if he – go ahead. let me finish one thing. If he would have said this weeks ago, I would have – because we've talked about this mm-hmm. on this show – We've talked about this. They don't need to rush Chase Young back. They don't need to bring Chase Young back because of the bodies and the talent and the rotation that they have specifically at right defensive end. They don't need him right now, and they haven't needed him. Why Ron didn't say that a month ago, I don't know. Why all of a sudden this became the narrative yesterday, I don't get. All of a sudden, I mean, in a in a way, it's almost as if Ron realized, hey, the guys that are playing really well, it's almost kind of like disrespecting them because we're not talking about them. We keep talking about a player that's not playing as opposed to the guys that are playing. You know, you know, you know who could have corrected that a month ago? Yes, three I weeks ago, Ron two Rever- weeks ago, Ron Rivera, exactly, Ron Rivera, no doubt. Right? Is that is, now? I can be a jerk but, sometimes, but, even though I'm not trying to be a jerk. But but as it, we've said, though, like you could have answered it that way. He hey, could guys, have, I know you're all interested in Chase Young. Chase will be back when he's 100 percent ready. Maybe he but had let's an talk about the guys that are here. Right. But maybe he had an impression a couple of weeks ago that Chase was. I'm sure he did. Going to be back. I'm sure and he did. that whatever that hurdle is right now that's keeping him off the field, whether it's Ron whether it's Chase and, and his side, whether it's a little bit of both. I, I I agree with you. He could have said that, but maybe Ron had an impression a couple of weeks ago that 99 was coming back and was ready to go or felt like he was ready to go. But as all of a sudden, as you get ready to, once you, you, you hit that ignite button, you know, it's like, wait, wait, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, I, I'm guessing he did. Right? I, That's the I, only I, thing I can think. I knew there which was... Which is why now all of a sudden Ron... Look, Ron has had, for many reasons, since he's been here, Ron has had to be incredibly diplomatic and has had to be very creative with his vocabulary on many subjects here in Washington. Well, because they don't think like this in Charlotte. I, I'm sorry. I it, Like, I don't mean to cut down anybody in Charlotte. They don't overinterpret anything down in no, Charlotte right. compared to the way we do it here in Washington. Right. And this is a soft media compared to New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago. This is way, 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 way. Well, did you see the, did you see the media pimp, market? Did you see the pimp in Atlanta? Oh, that yeah. That was trying Trey to Young. trace. Yeah, I mean, how many times can you ask Trey the same question? I, know. I give Trey a lot of credit for handling it the way he did. He was very, very good. And handling right. this smart ass who just kept pounding away, pounding away, pounding away. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the answer out of you, Trey. I'm gonna get it out of you. Trey's just like, dude, I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah. So No, you're 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 right. I mean, and, and the same and, thing and listen, is happening a here. A reporter's job is obviously to to be persistent, 
but to be respectfully persistent. Okay, I don't think any of the reporters that I know that ask questions, you know, Ben Standigs, John Kime, Nikki Javala, uh, Sam Fortier, you know, Matt Harris, the whole Michael Phillips, the whole crew, uh, my podcast partner David Harrison. Like, none of them are being overly persistent. None of them are being unfair, J.P. Finley. No, none of them are being unfair. None of them are being over the top. None. I mean, it is more like, hey, Ron, you activated this guy to practice on November 4th. Mm -hmm. November, there were people in the fan base and some in the media that were like, hey, is Chase Young going to play against the Vikings? Is Chase Young going to play? The Vikings, Pete. You know who they played since they played the Vikings? Do you, do you know what's happened since they played the They played the Philadelphia Eagles, the Houston Texans, the Atlanta Falcons, and now the New York Giants mm-hmm. since they've since they've activated cha- that's four games. Four games. They ran this has taken so long that they ran out of time in the 21-day window. And before they lost him for the year, they said, okay, we just have to activate him because we're out of time. He's not ready to go for whatever the reason is. But my point in in saying all this is Ron should have from the – and this is where Ron gets, to me, a little bit in trouble and where he needs either better advice or better thought process or whatever. If Ron would have said once, simply, guys – Listen, I know you're all interested in Chase Young. I can't give you any definitive timeline. Chase is working when he's 100%. We're going to get him back on the field. Until then, he's just going to continue working. Da 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 Whatever you want to say. But let's talk about the guys that are here. Let's talk about the guys that have been playing all year. And that's no disrespect to and, Chase. And that's when, let's talk that's about FA Obama. Right, but that's what most coaches end up doing. But that's what he should have done, and right. he did not do that, okay? Then, as the questions persist, guys, 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 I'm telling you that Chase Young is not ready. When he's 100%, he'll be activated or he'll play. You'll know when we know, one. Two, let's talk about F.A. Obata. Let's talk about Casey Tuhill. Let's talk about James Smith-Williams. Again, this is where Ron gets in. Now, all of a sudden, four and a half weeks later, Ron has this epiphany publicly. Publicly. I'll just say it like that, okay? Ron has this epiphany. Oh, we're really good here. What you know? By golly, that unit we, that unit has been very good. By by, <laughs> by George, we've got some damn good defensive linemen. We've got a seven man rotation, one two three, eight man rotation that will kick anybody's ass. We don't need Chase Young until he's a hundred. And you know what, guys? Guys, 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 I lied. I told you when he's 100%. No, no, no. When he's 110%. You know why? Because we've got seven or eight ass kickers. We've got seven or eight guys that are literally kicking ass and taking names. He should have said this from the start. Mm-hmm. I'm not killing Ron. What I am saying is the narrative, the message, the ch- the messaging, the narrative, it changes from week to week, day to day, and this is where people get confused. This is where people get alarmed. This is where people get anxiety because the messaging and the points change. Just like when they said, oh, no, 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 he didn't go to Von Miller. 
there's pictures all over the internet that he worked out with Von Miller. What What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Stop with the bad messaging. Just stop trying to be coy. Just be honest. Say, listen, guys, until Chase Young is 100% or 110%, we've got eight ass kickers here. You know John Ridgway? Let's talk about him. You know F.A. Obata, the guy that I brought in that everybody said, oh, you didn't bring in anybody in? You didn't have any backup plan to Chase Young? You didn't spend any money? You didn't do this? You didn't do that? I knew F.A. Obata was really good. That's who we're going to talk about. Ron doesn't do that for whatever reason. I don't know why. And then the messaging changes. And and, and as soon as I read this yesterday, as soon as I read this, I was like, that's really weird. Because we've been talking about this for a month, that they didn't need to rush Chase Young back, that they have defensive line, and they have depth, and they don't really need Chase Young. And quite honestly, if Chase Young's going to come back for six snaps a game, like, is there any rush? I, I mean, maybe six snaps a game can make a difference, but is there really any rush? And if he would have just said this, it would have been, hey, guys, hold off. And also it would have been bouquets of flowers at his guys that have been busting their ass. And that does make a difference. I So I, I'm sorry. May, maybe it's a matter and, of and semantics, you know, and, but, but you know what, I, I just didn't like the way maybe, Ron handled it. Maybe Ron was holding that answer you know, in his pocket when he finally ran out of other stuff to say. Because <laughs> that's a safe answer. It's a great answer. And he was trying to play the game. And, and and look, maybe he's trying to play the game because the player is making him play the game, Chris. The player, the player may be giving you indications. Yeah, coach, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be ready to go. And then each week when Ron gets ready to say, hey, are, are you ready? And, and the players like, or the, Al Bellamy and the training staff may tell Ron, uh, no, he's not ready. Right, because that, that's another but, element but that to this, too. that part would not be the player's fault, right? If if Al Bellamy or if Jeff Scanina or Jack Del Rio or Ryan Kerrigan or Ron Rivera say, nah, he's a little tight, he's a little stiff, whatever, that's not the player's fault. But if the players say, yeah, coach, don't feel exactly right, it, it, it's, you know, some things – that's the part we don't know because Chase won't really talk about it. Ron won't really talk about it. Al Bellamy's not available. We're not able to watch practice fully. So I don't know what exactly the dynamic is, but in lieu of the exact dynamic, again, not that the questions would have stopped, but it's almost like it's almost like he could have he could have helped buy Chase Young and himself some more time, some more, time, some more mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt, so that people weren't going on the radio and saying, "What's going on here? I, th- this is incredible. This yeah. is ridiculous." Because that's some of the reaction. I mentioned Grant. That's some of the reaction. Now I have, I've had my doubts. I truly believe he had a setback. They won't say they won't admit it. They won't talk about it. I'm sorry. It does not take 14 months to recover from torn ACL surgery in in 2022. It just does not. It, it doesn't. I'm sorry. He had a setback, in my opinion. They won't talk about it. But when you 
again, continuously open up Pandora's box. And if he was saving this trump card, if you will, for the buy, well, he's just out of things to say. Yeah, I, well, he's just but, out of but things if he to would say. Have, if he would have praised his guys from the beginning, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it, it would not have given life to. That's strange. Now, all of a sudden, after 14 months, now we're going to start saluting the defensive line and saying we don't need Chase, we don't need Chase, we don't need Chase? I mean, why didn't you say that last week? Why didn't you say that two weeks ago? And maybe, again, it's a matter of semantics, but to me it just it struck me as, really, Ron? Now? Now we're going to say we don't really need Chase. You should have said that, guys. He'll play when he's 110%. Until then, we're good. 301-230-0980. At this point, does it even matter if 99 suits up this year for your Washington football team? Because as Ron indicated yesterday, as we've talked about for weeks, this defense, and more importantly, this defensive line has been sensational here for Washington. 301-230-0980. Does it matter now if Chase Young even plays for this team this season. Let's talk about it now. 301-230-0980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, Coach Prime headed to Colorado. Why such backlash? From the HBCU community. Talking about that coming up at 11 o'clock. 312-300-980. Chase Young. Does Washington really even need him at this point? And at this point, do you just let him continue to rest and rehab that knee so he can hit training camp and maybe even the OTAs uh, as a full-strength player in 20. 20- 23-301-230-0980. Start things off on the phones on line one with Roy and Brunswick. What's up, Roy? Hey, guys. Morning. Awesome show as always. What up, Roy? Um, so, I mean, I think there's huge value to him. Um, well, one, because even if he, if we in the building know that he's not 
hundred percent. If you sell everyone else that that he is, then their offenses are spending time scheming around around him, right? Like they're they're gonna have to figure out like, hey, this guy's on the field, who's chipping, who's blocking, who's helping. Um, you know, other than like Trent Williams and a couple elite tackles, if they feel like he's a hundred percent, no one's gonna try to not help them out on that. So I think getting the other team to to spend time scheming around someone because they know Allen and Payne are trouble up the middle. I feel like no one's probably scheming around sweat. So there's value there. And then also if you can get them eight to 10 snaps in a third and long pin your ears back type of, then, like I said before, you're probably bringing in a tight end or a running back to help block. And that's one less receiver. So you can still drop seven back, but you probably have one less receiver running around because they're probably going to have to do like a max protect where I don't feel like they're doing that with James Smith, Williams, or you know those other guys are probably just doubling up the middle and hoping the tackle keeps keeps sweat at bay long enough to throw the ball downfield. And you might not even try five to seven step drops as much on third and long. You might try to throw a screen or throw something short because he's on the field. So I think he can definitely add some value if you sell the fact that he's 100. percent But 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 here here's the only question that I would have. I understand exactly what you're saying, and you, your points have a lot of validity to them. But don't you think most opposing offenses, knowing that the dudes missed 14 months, are going to be like, listen, we'll adjust to Chase Young when 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 Chase Young shows us he's Chase Young. Meaning, like I wouldn't, I would, I would not be losing any sleep, any sleep if I'm uh, uh, Mike Kafka and 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 Brian Dable about Chase Young making his debut next Sunday night against the Giants. Like, literally no sleep. You see where I'm getting at? Until Chase Young proves that Chase Young is even remotely close to Chase Young of 2020 or what made him the number uh, number two overall pick, I'm not spending a second worrying about him. But I understand schematically what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's wishful thinking, though. I don't think anybody Appreciate is wasting work. any time preparing for 99 until they see him on the field. Line yeah. two, Dominic is in Tampa listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Dominic? Hey, guys. Good morning. What's up, Dominic? How are you? Hey, um, so my answer is this, is um, they don't need him. They, they don't need him. It, it's, you know, it's this is nothing more than the Chase Young hype. And... Listening to Del Rio's press conference last week, um, he basically said it without really saying it. Don't come in here and bring in your hype on the field. We're doing just fine without you. Yeah. So why you're, 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 you're right. Jack did kind of take a side swipe at Chase. I mean, exactly. it, it depends exactly. on how you interpret it. But when I heard that, and I, I don't think we discussed it on our show, but I know I discussed it on my podcast. Um, I, the way you interpret it is, hey, listen, this isn't about an individual. You tried to be about an individual last year when you were healthy. This isn't what you think it is anymore. We've officially moved on to this being about, you know, the interior push and the sum of the machine not just the parts, the machine, as opposed to the Chase Young experience. Absolutely. And, and I don't want any momentum being overlooked at by the hype of the return of Chase Young, not, not going into the biggest game of the season. And just for future references, and maybe I'm crazy here, but you also got to think long-term, you, ha- you, you got to find a way to pay 
Deron Payne. That's got to be number one priority in the offseason. And going into future seasons, I'm not even sold about picking up his fifth-year option. I'm just not. It's, it's, it's not about the Chase Young hype, and I think that's what it's always been about since the day he was drafted to this football team. Appreciate Dominic, appreciate call. it, man. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Is Mar- that, is before we go on? Is that unfair? What Dominic just said? No, I don't think so. I mean, I I told you that I would not pick up his fifth year option. How could you at this point? Uh, look, from a it's a it's a business decision, yeah. and if for some reason, you know, midway through next year, you know, he looks like that player has finally arrived, you can always present him with a significant offer at that point. Right. And and head that off at the pass. All you're doing is not... You're not disrespecting you're, him. No. You're not disrespecting no. him because this is because of injury. Yes. This isn't, you know, because of performance, which, I mean, look, we've seen a couple players not be tendered because of performance here of late. But I will also say this. It's not 100% because of injury either. I mean, they were not happy with Chase last year. No, period. but Chris, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get hurt, he has at least a chance to bury that narrative with a season this year. That's that fair. Could have tried to bury that narrative. That's fair. Just that's been kind of like how Deron Payne buried the narrative. Of bingo. Him. Yeah. Bingo. Okay, that's fair. That's exactly right. It's a great comp. Number three line. Uh, number line three. I should say Marsalis in Maryland. What's up, Marsalis? <laughs> What's up, Marcellus? Marcellus, you sound like you're in a tunnel somewhere. Oh, no. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I we got, got you, you now. Good. I could go for some okay, good, good chicken marsala, but, you know. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I just want to let you guys know. Um, I feel like the, the Chase situation, I'm not going to say he don't need him, but let's just remember, last year before he got injured, he wasn't the greatest pass rusher in the world. I feel like his best asset is setting the tone on the edge, no sweeps. So, uh, like when we played Atlanta, they were killing us with those RPOs. I feel like he helps a lot with those situations because his athleticism and his strength and his ability to set the edge. There's not a lot of things you can do with him while he's on that side. I feel like he just he, he really helps our run defense more than our pass than anything. It's not an unfair point, Marcellus. Appreciate the call because your phone keeps dropping in and out there. But I don't think it's an unfair evaluation. I think the I think he did have an ability when, as Jack Del Rio would say, certainly in this case, borrowing Jack's terminology, not my own, he's not freelancing. Yes, he was very strong on the edge against the rush, or and and setting the edge, forcing plays back inside. And yes, there's an athleticism that he has as guys try to outrun him to the perimeter. He's able to run with them, or at least he was certainly pre-injury able to run with them in that situation. But again. 80% of his 80% of his job description is to go get the man dropping back to pass. Yeah, but I would also say this. If you already have questions about how you play within the structure, do you want Chase Young necessarily being the guy to set the edge and to be patient and to stay home on if that's when playing his responsibility, a or a Daniel Jones. If that's his responsibility on that play, that's what I want him to do. Okay, what if he doesn't do it? If he doesn't follow his responsibility, that's why Jack Del Rio has said the player has freelanced in the past. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, what happened in that case? They just bring him back to the sideline and they don't put him in the game. 
Yeah. I mean, but that's why I, I mean, that's why I've been in zero rush to get him back because not only A, don't know what he's going to be as a pass rusher, but I yeah, but you bring him back. I don't know how disciplined right. he's going to be. Un, un, at, you know, completely understandable. But you bring him back because you're hoping he's that player. Well, you're, you're hoping, hoping he's that that guy. You're hoping that's what you're hoping. Let's go to line one. Ron's listening on the Odyssey app in North Carolina. What's up, Ron? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's Love up, the Ron? show. Love everything that you guys do. Thanks, bud. So look, as a, as a combat veteran, right? As a combat veteran, I see the importance in Ron Rivera. You know, not fully committing and saying, "Hey, guys." Chase is back here. Chase is back at this time. Chase is going to be active. Chase is here. I like the misdirection because in the military, you don't tell your enemies, you know, hey, when you're storming the beach or when you're going to go ahead and drop some bombs, you don't want to give them that heads up. Now, in regards to Chase, like freelancing, doing all those things, I want that. It's disruption. If you're thinking about, if you think, if you think about it along the lines of everybody's focusing on Payne and Allen and a chip here, maybe on Montez, or maybe somebody trying to go one-on-one with Montez. I trust that more than I trust anything else. And just the fact that Chase Young being on the field, being on the field, they've got to account for that. Because, I mean, in the same situation, if Joey Bosa tore his ACL, it was coming back, nobody's going to be like, oh, are we scared to see, to see Chase, I mean, to see uh, Joey Bosa. No, teams are going to game plan and prepare as if they're facing 100% Joey Bosa. I'll take it off the air. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you, Ron. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you. I understand I understand his comparison. I understand his point. And I do believe that I do believe that there is an element you have to prepare for. You have to prepare for at some point the light bulb going off from a consistency standpoint. Because so far from ninety nine, what we've seen is flashes. We've seen that it's there. We know that ability is there. It's just doing it consistent, consistently with within, within the framework of what the coaches are asking. That's the best way to describe his career so far based on the answers we've been given from the people that are the experts, the head coach and the defensive coordinator. So when he does it within the framework of what the team is asking him to do, yes, we've seen flashes of the player that was the number two pick in the draft. And you would think playing alongside 90, 93, and 94 right now, that would make him even better. That would make him even better because teams have had to absorb the inside rush from Payne and Allen now, Mm -hmm. which in theory should help Sweat and or Young on the outside. Well, it it is helping Sweat, right? Although some of Sweat's sacks and pressures have come – by looping and stunting sure. and 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 running maybe a little bit longer of a way, but he's a great athlete, and that's that, exactly. that's because he's Jack like a gazelle. Jack has that creativity yeah. because all three of those guys, for their size, their strength, are amazing athletes. What I don't know is Payne, Allen, I, and Sweat are amazing athletes. What I don't know is if Chase, the last time we saw Chase, not only undisciplined but also a lack of counter moves, lack of secondary moves, tertiary moves. Can he get sacks? Can he get big-time pressure, consistent pressure, without just running over somebody? I, I don't know that about him at this point. Yeah, we'll find out, hopefully. 301-230-0980. More of your calls next. 11 o'clock, the backlash toward Dion for bettering himself. 
That's what we tell everybody. We You should be able to better yourself. If New York called tomorrow, Russell would be in the car up the turnpike hosting on FAN. If Philadelphia called, Russell would be in the car on his way to WIP. Woo! You don't We're, think I would take you along with me? I wouldn't expect that because you're the great one. I'm just riding along in the sidecar. I saw, the, I saw the great one last night at Raw. Oh, did you? Yeah, I posted a couple of pictures. If you smell, I saw. Love that guy. He owns the the, rock. He owns the football team. He's going to be playing in a couple of months over there. Yeah. You know, 301 230. By the way, good news for the spirit. We'll throw that away along too at some point. 301 230 0980. Russell's got to look at what's trending. All right. How about this? Four quarterbacks, all the finalists for the Heisman Trophy to be handed out shortly. Let's start with Georgia's Stetson Bennett, USC's Caleb Williams, TCU's Max Duggan and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud all announced as Heisman Trophy finalists. Uh, Of course, three of them will play in the college football playoff and D.C. native Caleb Williams is the odds on favorite right now at minus twenty five hundred to win the prestigious Heisman Trophy. Justin Verlander, two years, $86 million with the New York Mets. That after Jacob deGrom left for the Texas Rangers. So Verlander leaves the world champion Houston Astros uh, to join Max Scherzer. It's like a reunion of the 2011 Detroit Tigers rotation. Trey Turner. No, not the Trey Turner that's always injured for the Commanders. The Trey Turner that, you know, like won a World Series here for the Nationals before being summarily dumped a couple of months later. 11-year, $300 million. Mm. 11 years, $300 million. They're going to pay him till he's 41. With the Philadelphia Phillies. Remember, Bryce Harper out at least until the All-Star break next year. And how about this? Maryland tonight looking to remain undefeated. It was Keenson coverage right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app beginning at 8.30 with Johnny Holiday, Chris Naki, and company. Let's go Terps, baby, and that's what's trending. They have reached the half. Spain and Morocco. Scoreless. By the way, how good was... I? I look, that first half from Brazil yesterday, I don't care whether you like soccer or not. If you watched the Brazilians play in the first half yesterday, that would make you a soccer fan in 30 seconds. It was simply outstanding to watch. Certainly having Neymar back helps Brazil. But that was a clinic of just over 45 minutes that they put on against South Korea in the first half yesterday at the World Cup. And clearly why Brazil, even though I picked the Netherlands, I'm, I, I, there's no chance anybody's beating Brazil if they play like they did in the first half of that game. Yesterday, Port- Portugal and Switzerland still to come as well. That'll be a 2 o'clock kickoff uh, later on. But again, Morocco and Spain scoreless through the half. Let's finish up a couple more phone calls coming up top of the hour. Deion Sanders facing uh, some backlash from the HBCU community. Uh, we'll talk about whether that's fair or not in the 11 o'clock hour. Let's go to line four. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Morning, guys. How are you doing? How are Good. You, pal? Good. Hey, we touched on that briefly yesterday. I know you guys were short for time. I think, you know, there might be some HIPAA issues at play, and I think we've talked about this before. There's a, there's a big mental side to this, too. Um, 
if he's gone out to practice and he's not liking guys going at his knees and stuff like that, I, that's going to be reflected a little bit, I think. Well, I, I think I think coaches would be able to see just that. Now, you know, he's not like running around with a gold jersey, like a, a don't touch me jersey, obviously, like a quarterback does during training camp, Jeff. I think coaches would be able to see some choppiness in his feet uh, around trash or around traffic. There's no doubt that, like, there's no doubt that I, I like, that they're not seeing enough from Chase Young, whatever enough means, to say, okay, it's worth putting him in. And part of the reason, again, is, A, they're not seeing enough, whether it's medically or whether it's football-wise, and I would tend to think it's football-wise, but we don't get enough clarification from Ron on that, which is their fault. Uh, And then on top of that, it's, hey, do we really need this guy for eight plays a game? What if he has a setback? What if he gets what if he gets cut block and all of a sudden he's now out for the rest of the year, which I guess you can't control forever, but my point is is like they're looking at it probably like mm, we don't really need him, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, and there may be hippie, HIPAA issues. I don't know if he's a social maven. I don't know if the HIPAA issues play. Maybe I'm missing something here. Like, they don't have to get specific about, you know, like, they. as a matter of fact, they did everything but get specific over the offseason. They, they, yeah, they, you know, they are beyond in compliance with HIPAA. They don't tell you anything. Chase was the one that talked about the procedure with the other knee. They would not talk about that. Then someone <clears throat> linked, uh, leaked to uh, Jordan Schultz uh, that it was a torn patella tendon. You know, like like they are never in any danger, at least under this administration, of giving too much information. Yeah, and I, he, he may not be a social media maven, but, you know, I, I hate to throw the Bengals out there, but when, when Burrow was rehabbing a much worse knee injury – you know, he was posting videos of his first steps and the Bengals social team put together videos of him in the underwater treadmill and all that stuff. And a QB is different than a DE. I get that completely. But like, kind of like I intoned yesterday, this, this really seems a little bit uh, conservative to me. But I, I'm not there, so I don't know. And uh, a quick shout-out, Sabah. I really like Sabah, but at the end of Kevin's show today <laughs> – she put Taylor Heineke and Tom Brady in the same sentence, and I think Kevin almost fell out of his chair. Um, <laughs> she wasn't making a direct comparison, but she used both the names in the same sentence. And I love her passion and all that stuff, and that's great, but uh, I'd be careful about putting those two names together anytime soon. Yeah, Jeff, appreciate you, pal. Let's get Russell in D.C. in here before the top of the hour. What's up, Russell? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the show. Thank you, um, Russell. Check, check out this scenario for you. I, I would not play Chase Young until the end of the season if and only if the Cowboys have nothing to play for. I play him that game. Mm. Hopefully he gets a sack or two, increases trade value. And there are a couple of teams that look like they're going to be drafted at the top of the order next year. They don't need a quarterback and they need a pass rusher. I trade him to Jacksonville. I trade him to Chicago or their top 10. What do you think of that? And I'll, I'll off the line and listen. Russell, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Russ. It's an interesting. Two Russells in DC yeah, this morning. It's, it's huh? an interesting thought. Uh, I, I I don't know if as a organization they're there with Chase. 
uh, as of yet. I think it'd be too early to do that unless there's just, you know, some sort of internal disagreement that we're not privy to behind the scenes between Ron and and Chase and Chase's side. I mean, that's the only thing I could that, to me. That'd be the only reason ninety nine would be even thought of uh, in a trade capacity right now. It's just right. Yeah, and plus, plus I know there are people up at the top. No one's giving you a top five draft pick no. for an injured player. Yeah, I mean, no D- Dave Morris asked the same thing on Twitter. I, I mean, for, forget forget about anything to do with the trade for Chase Young. At this point, again, getting him back for more than ten plays a game and having it not be a poop show against the run on the edge and pass rush wise, like is is basically what you're looking for. It, it's, I, I mean. Like, the expectations should be so low, so low, that you can't even see them at this point, quite honestly. 301-230-0980, Coach Prime getting some backlash for making, what, 100% of 100 coaches a move that they would make. We'll talk about that next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.